It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today. Raise your hand if you thought Atlanta would be up 3-2 on the 76ers. Not put your hands down, you liars. With CP3 and the COVID-19 protocols, what's next for the Suns? Plus, are fans driving the coaching hires in the NBA? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're Locked On Today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. Don't call it a comeback. Call it a storm back. Maybe you want to call it a collapse. But the Atlanta Hawks do come all the way back from 26 down to stun the Philadelphia 76ers in Philly 109 106. And maybe we should start calling them the Philadelphia up 26ers. Brad Rowland from Locked On Hawks. Was this a game where you felt like this was more about Philly blowing it or was this about the Hawks being able to make their way all the way back? I think you have to at least acknowledge that the Hawks did what they had to do. They had to come back. They had to make all the plays. Trey Young was great. Lou Williams was great. And they made a bunch of plays. I think objectively, it's more of a Philly collapse than anything just because they were so unable to score in the fourth quarter, even against the Hawks playing like a pretty offense first group, like Philly couldn't score against Lou Williams and Trey young. And right. <laughs> I mean, as well, as well as the Hawks played and they did, I mean, they, they, they did enough to make the comeback happen. But I think if you're taking a step back and taking off your Hawks hat, it's gotta be Philadelphia's collapse. You look at what is going on in this other game or this other series in the East um, bucks, nets, the bucks collapsed in almost as profound a fashion. If you're the Hawks, Maybe you didn't expect to be in this point. Like now we're sitting here, they're up three, two, and you have to be thinking, why not us? Oh yeah. I mean, absolutely. I mean, this is, it's, it's as wide open as it possibly could have been. I mean, I think even the most optimistic Hawks observer would not have thought about this position where it does feel so, so wide open. Plus you have a three, two lead in your own series and they're feeling like a team of destiny. They're feeling good. I mean, whether that's justified or not, we'll see. But you can tell the confidence level. They, they just never seem to fade away, even when they're losing. Even when they lose, they they believe. And that's that's been the that's been the sort of the method of the madness with Nate McMillan for the last several months. Is they they've sort of instilled this belief, and they keep coming. Is this the rare case when you make the coaching change and and it actually works middle of the season? I mean, how much of this is Nate McMillan? I mean. It's always a combination. I think it's important to point out that coaches can only do so much in the NBA. It's still a player-driven uh, sport, player-driven league, but it's the results speak for themselves. I mean, I think Nate's done a fantastic job. It definitely worked, the coaching change, um, without question. I think McMillan um, should be lauded for the work that he has done, most notably with the culture stuff, just getting these guys to buy into what he's selling. He's not the most elite tactician in the world, but he's totally solid. He's a vet. And uh, the, the buzz that he's pressing have been working pretty much since he took over. So you have to credit him quite a bit. Locked on today is brought to you in partnership with Odyssey. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y, your new home for music, news, sports, and podcasts. Download the Odyssey app today. Coming up, what's next for CP3 and the Suns? 
That's next. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers, you have a phone in your pocket, they have access to rockauto.com at home or wherever you are. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30% 50%, even 100% markup for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership. In fact, check out this example. A Honda Odyssey fuel pump is $353 from a chain store. At Rock Auto, $216. Real, tangible savings. They are trying to give it to you, and they have everything you need from brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new Carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find a solution for your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com now and see all the parts available for your car truck and write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. With no Kawhi Leonard for the Clippers, Paul George and Marcus Morris took control with a little bit of help from Reggie Jackson. Chuck Mockler here, one half of the host and duo over at Locked On Clippers. Coming at you for a second time today, this time a lot more excited and feeling pretty good. The Clippers silenced the raucous Utah Jazz crowd in game five. Paul George silenced everyone who said a bad thing about him, maybe, who knows, but he came up extremely huge when the Clippers needed, almost dropped 40 points, had 15 rebounds, just phenomenal. Nick Batum and Reggie Jackson were invaluable down the stretch. Two of the most valuable minimum contracts you're gonna find in the entire league. The defense locked it in in the third quarter. They weathered one of, it has to be a historically great first half of shooting from the Jazz, but it didn't matter. The Clippers showed resiliency, they showed fight, and now a full staple center will have a chance to help the Clippers get to the Western Conference Finals for the first time in franchise history. The Hornets' Lamella Ball was named the NBA's Rookie of the Year over finalist Anthony Edwards and Tyrese Halliburton. Ball averaged 15.7 points, 5.9 rebounds, 6 assists, and 1.6 steals per game for Charlotte this season, shooting 35.2% from three-point range. The NBA news came fast and furious today, and that included a big one in Dallas. Here we go. Nick Angstead from the Lockdown Mavericks podcast. The Donnie Nelson and the Dallas Mavericks have decided to part ways, according to Sham Sharania. This is somewhat of a shock, but we did hear recently the story from Tim Cato, Sam Amick from The Athletic, that there was some tension in the front office. Donnie Nelson has been with this team for a long time. Mark Cuban is the owner, Rick Carlisle the coach, and then Haralabob Balgaris that Mark Cuban brought in in 2018 to help with front office decisions, analytics, all that kind of stuff. There was some tension there. This is insane. This is a huge move for the Dallas Mavericks, a, a big change. We'll see what happens. Michael Finley, the assistant GM, seems to be the guy that's going to step up and take his place. However, Mark Cuban. You never know what's going to happen, what's going to happen with the Dallas Mavericks. Another day, another pitching injury, and this one is a monster. This is Ryan Finkelstein, host of Locked on Mets, and while the Mets have won another series, taking the first three of this four-game set against the Chicago Cubs, everyone's thoughts are with Jacob deGrom right now, because for the second straight start, he had to be pulled due to an injury. His last time out, it was because of flexor tendonitis, They let him go on his scheduled time to start in this game. 
and he left early with shoulder soreness. And DeGrom still did DeGrom things in this game. Three perfect innings, eight strikeouts, an RBI single. He's a big reason they won, but now you're just wondering what is next for the Mets A's. Is he going to have another short IL stint like he did earlier in the season? Is he going to be fine to go his next time out? Or is this going to be an injury that could derail the Mets season? That's what happened last night. Here's what to look for today and tonight on betonline.ag. Kevin Durant dropped 49 as the Brooklyn Nets took a 3-2 series lead against the Milwaukee Bucks. Can he do it again and close out the Bucks in game six? The betonline.ag line for this game is Brooklyn giving five and a half in Milwaukee. The U.S. Open tees off today and after having to withdraw from the Memorial Tournament due to COVID-19 protocols, John Rahm has the best odds to win at plus 1,000. Brooks Kepka is in at 15 to 1 with his mortal enemy, Bryson DeChambeau, at 18 to 1. Phil Mickelson still riding high from his PGA Championship win in at 55 to 1 odds to win. Follow all of your NBA playoffs, Stanley Cup playoff, MLB, or golf odds at betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code locked on for a 50% welcome bonus. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Here is another story you need to know. We've had a slew of all-stars hurt in this postseason. Now we have an all-star who could miss time due to COVID. Chris Paul tested positive for COVID-19 despite the fact he was reportedly vaccinated. So how does this affect the Suns running a title? Joining me now, Brendan Clean from Locked on Suns and Brendan Chris Paul has had a ton of just terrible luck in his career. How does this affect Phoenix if he can't be a part of, you know, the early games in the West Finals, if that is in fact what has to happen? Yeah, the good thing is obviously the Suns getting the sweep over Denver out of the way and having some breathing room here while uh, Utah and the Clippers continue to duke it out on the other side of the bracket. But clearly this would be a major loss were he to miss games. And unfortunately, we just don't have much of a track record to pull from around the NBA because this whole vaccine idea is not really uh, fleshed out in in the guidelines. Obviously, the the rules are different if you have been vaccinated, but because the vaccine works, we just haven't had a lot of players who have gotten that and then uh, ultimately gotten sick. So it's, it's sort of uncharted territory. And yeah, if anybody were to be the test case, I guess... Cruelly, it is uh, it is um, likely that it would have been Chris Paul, I suppose. Yeah, unfortunately, um, that that has just been the story of of his luck. If, if he didn't have bad luck, he would have no luck as an NBA player, seemingly. So walk us through the timeline here moving forward. What has to happen to get him back on the court? And it seems like Suns fans are now rooting desperately for Clippers Jazz to go seven. Yes, that's the number one. Game seven would be Sunday, setting up a likely game one on Tuesday of the Western Conference Finals. And uh, no matter who it is, that would be the case. And and so, yes, the the time is is of the essence and the Suns fans are all on board for the latest possible start game. Game one could potentially be Sunday if, um, you know, six games was all it took for for this series. But um the reason we know he likely is symptomatic or at least genuinely sick, I, I don't know. There's been some some arguing reports there, but you know, just an exposure 
would not be the case, uh, would not require a quarantine. That, that was changed when the updated vaccine rules were released by the league. So we do know that he does, in fact, have COVID and is going to be along the recovery process. Obviously, the vaccine doesn't only, you know, try to prevent you from getting it. It, it tends to make the sickness less severe. So um, you just hope that he can, can just get through this get those negative tests. He's not even allowed to be around the team for the time being and uh, just start to to get his way back with those multiple negative tests. Um, I'm going to be honest, I don't know exactly the number. That wasn't vocalized by the team. Again, we're not going to hear from them until Saturday. So it's just a matter of, of waiting it out, seeing when that first one happens, and then if he's able to get the multiple in time for game one, whether that is Sunday or Tuesday. Are fans driving the coaching hires in the NBA? Our cue of the day is next. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. I had one today. In the afternoon, I needed a little pick-me-up. I needed a little energy, but I wanted it to be something that I could feel good about, that I could feel good about putting in my body that still tasted delicious. Built Bar hits that sweet spot Beautifully, They have nine delicious base flavors plus limited time flavors that always sell out because Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar. The protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They're low net carb, low sugar, low calorie, and yet high in protein, high in fiber, and taste incredible. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your first order. If you haven't tried them, perfect time to get in on the action. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Agree or disagree? This is the Q of the Day. The coaching carousel in the NBA has already started to turn first on the ride. The New Orleans Pelicans move on from Stan Van Gundy after just a season, and the Washington Wizards have mutually agreed to part ways with Scott Brooks, not bringing him back. Joining me now from Locked On Fantasy Basketball, Josh Lloyd and Josh, of these coaches, how much do you think with those teams? a coaching change would impact their futures. I think it's actually pretty good for both teams, to be honest. Um, yeah, I think Brooks made some questionable decisions for the majority of this season, um, even even last season. And again, when you've got a coach who's probably in the bottom five coaches of the NBA, oh, what's the point of bringing him back? <laughs> you can take chances on other guys. Maybe the guy that you bring in isn't as good as Scott Brooks. That's a possibility. But I think you've got to take a swing on you're getting a coach who's at least going to be a top half coach to do it. Like there's no point persisting with a, a guy like Brooks who we've seen what he can do. We've seen where he comes from. We've seen, you know, w- w- all he does, the limitations of what he's able to produce. Sure. They made a huge run at the second half of the year, but I think they made the right decision moving on. You take that flyer. There are so many talented other coaches and assistants out there. You've got to make that, that move to try and push your team forward rather than being stuck in mediocrity. And the same with the Pelicans. I hated the Stan Van Gundy hire at the time. 
It didn't make a lot of sense to me for a guy who'd been out of the game, who'd struggled in his last couple of seasons in Detroit, obviously with the GM stuff, but also as a coach, I wasn't particularly inspired. It didn't really make sense with that squad. They slowed the pace down from being one of the best, fastest paced teams in the NBA the year before. They slowed it right down. Um, they didn't make that. You know, he, he was brought in to improve the defense. It didn't improve. And while it seems weird on the surface, Peter, to fire a coach after one year, and it does say something about your process in hiring that guy, but if he comes in, and you go, oh, this isn't working. This isn't what we want. Like, why hold on for two more years just so you don't look silly and set yourself back another two years? This ties into a question that I ask all the time, not just in the NBA. We see it in the NFL. We see it in Major League Baseball. We see it in, in all sports, really. We see teams go the safe route with these, the quote-unquote safe route. I'm not even sure it is the safe route. With these retread coaches, guys that we've seen fail in other locations, and in the case of someone like Scott Brooks, fail with more talent on the roster than this Washington team has, why don't we see teams take bigger risks? Because someone like Nick Nurse and, and there are, you know, John Borrego, teams that that take a little bit more risk have found really nice um, options. It seems like these these teams that that keep going back to the well with guys that we know there's a defined ceiling to are shocked when they see, oh, wait, there's a defined ceiling to this guy. There's a couple of things um, with that, Peter, I think, is that it doesn't always work with the new guys. We saw that in Yate Birkin in sure. Indiana, right? New, unproven guy and coming from Nick Nurse, and it was a disaster, right? There's so much stuff that, that went wrong there, and it's not always going to work. But you see it so much with, you know, we can talk about being you know, in the media or covering the NBA or people who are educated on the NBA will, will say these are bad hires, but casual fans... Don't they don't get that? And the prevailing thought, you know, in so much NBA or sports discussion, is well, until you've done it, I don't believe it. Oh, the, the Suns can't win a title because they never have before. The Jazz, I don't care. They're one seed. Prove it to me. Well, how can I prove it to you in, until I do it? And that's the same with these coaches. If they've seen someone and they know that name and they've seen Stan Van Gundy get to the finals with the Magic, then they just think, well, he can do it again. That's fine. And anyone who hasn't done it, well, they'll never do it. They'll, they'll just never do it because they've never done it before. And it's a flawed line of thinking, but it's very pervasive across sports and across sports media. And finally, another memorable night for the American swimming star Katie Ledecky, who won the 200-meter freestyle and the historic 1500 free about 70 minutes apart at the U.S. Olympic trials Wednesday, locking up two more individual events for the Tokyo Games. This will be the first time the women will compete in the 1500 in the Olympics. When asked about the significance, Ledecky said, it's about time. Now that you've got the news, go make some money. Listen to Locked on Bets, download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts coming up Friday. Who will be in a position to make a move at the US Open? So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.